want to talk about karma look at uh look up perez hilton's hair plugs Welcome back to Show Me Yours Podcast with Jackie and Johnny. I'm Jackie Agnew. And I just saved a lot of money on my car insurance by switching to Geico. Nice. No, I'm, I'm Johnny. I'm Johnny. <laughs> this is not sponsored by Geico. <laughs> I was going to say some free advertising for yeah, Geico yeah, there. I, well, I mean, you know, they need it. Right? Yeah, right? yeah, they, I think they're struggling. They could use a bump from us. Yeah, I think if any, if, <laughs> the show if, me yours bump. Yeah, right. <laughs> if anybody knows anything about Geico car insurance, is that they're not doing as well as Jackie and Johnny. Exactly. You know, yeah. Show me yours. <laughs> well, thank you so much for watching. Uh, while while you're at it, subscribe, like, follow, yeah. share with your friends, yes. share us on your Instagram story, follow us on TikTok. <laughs> we're on the talk now we're on the talk we're ticking we're talking yeah we're ticking we're talking TikTok. how are we doing um we're doing we're doing haven't blown up yet yeah we could be dancing but uh or something. you guys could help us out with that show me yours podcast on on tiktok is it on them or is it on us do we need to be better at this do we need to get silly do we need to start doing we're the best at well, i mean we're the best <laughs> our tiktok will be uh evolution evolution evolutionizing uh, evolving <laughs> jesus christ and you wonder and you wonder why you wonder why we're struggling we'll be evolutionizing. I have a degree in english <laughs> yes right our tiktok yeah. presence will evolve as it is we grow. evolving currently we're posting clips from the show we, and as it evolves it might revolutionize the tiktok you know game a lot of people think that you're the, uh, you know, you're the wordsmith around. Here. <laughs> a lot of people think that you're the person behind the scenes that's really, uh, really mm -hmm. pulling the strings. But yeah. it's pretty clear. There's pretty a lot of clear. kinds of wordsmiths and smith smiths smiths. Yeah, I find them in the Smithsonian. I'm a word Smithsonian. <laughs> yeah, I'm, uh, I'm, I'm, I gotta go back. But um, yeah, do all those things, yeah. please. Sure. Um, uh, yeah, today's. <laughs> <laughs> today's episode is not brought to you by geico no today today's episode we are doing we're switching it up a bit uh usually i realized it's been i've been heavy on the classic rock albums which because i love classic rock but it's true. not the only music genre i listen to i listen to um most of the genres you know yeah, i love and I do love discovering uh, new music. I love listening to new music. I do like current, a lot of current artists. Jackie listen to anything. Yeah. She will. I mean, She'll listen to like, uh, I mean, smooth jazz, the <laughs> cries of children in the night. You know yeah. what I mean? All across the board. You love it all. Exactly. Um, so I'm a little bit more picky. <laughs> yeah. So today I brought in Awaken My Love by Childish Gambino. Uh, it's um, one of my favorite albums. Oh, I yeah, cool. I quite in, I quite enjoy it. Um, we'll we'll get into that, but first we have a, a pressing news story oh, to discuss. Oh, this is my favorite. This <laughs> this is good. <laughs> so what happened was uh, in Nevada, Reno, a woman. The biggest little city. Yeah. A woman broke in the littlest. It's on the yeah. side. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, a woman broke into a dentist's office and stole cash, 
plus extracted 13 teeth out of an unconscious patient's mouth. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Now, mm-hmm. <laughs> there are a lot of details here that are worth uh, getting into a little for bit. Jackie, break it down. So, uh, Laurel Ike, um, who is not a dentist, broke into an office where she claimed she formerly worked. So perhaps as uh, an assist, a receptionist, or maybe a dental hygienist. It was she not might specified. not be a dentist, but she's closer than we are. You to know what dental I mean? work. Oh yeah. Yeah, she's the closest. Yeah, she's apparently. comfortable around the shush box. You yeah, know what I mean? yeah, yeah. Um, so she allegedly stole twenty-two thousand eight hundred and sixty-one dollars in cash and checks during the first break-in. So these were two separate break-ins. Mm-hmm. Sorry, I, I should have said that up top. But that wasn't enough, right? Because you yeah, go in there and you yeah. get like twenty-two thousand dollars. That's pretty good, but yeah. you didn't leave with any teeth. Exactly. Right? So like she, yeah, twenty-two, almost twenty-three thousand dollars. She walked away with. Not bad. Not um, bad. No but, teeth. But then the the tooth extraction occurred on a different date. Oh yeah. <laughs> she came back for more, and she also admitted to using anesthetic that had been disposed of by the office, and she admitted to multiple people, including deputies, that she performed the medical procedure on her own time. I don't know what the fuck that means. Yeah, which is kind of crazy, right? <laughs> so d- was she under the impression that she was still employed by these people? Perhaps, So she's yeah. like, hey, man, like, you know what I mean? Everybody's asking me to go above and beyond, right? They yeah. want, they always want more out of the worker, right? Yeah. Every fucking employer that you'll always, ever meet wants more out of the worker. And when yeah. the worker says, you know what, fine. Like, I love my job enough to come in and do it on my day off. Yeah, yeah. You know yeah. what I mean? And she's going to jail? Yeah, she, so she's <laughs> charged with two counts of burglary. And one count each of grand larceny, conspiracy to commit burglary, and perform surgery on another without a medical license, <laughs> which is quite the charge. Like, yeah. that's funny because, like, that charge could be so broad. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, you could either be, uh, maybe, maybe you're in the woods and uh, somebody gets cut and the infection is going. Yeah, you maybe have yeah, to, like, yeah. amputate a finger or something out in the woods could potentially get the same charge mm-hmm. as if you break into a dentist office and, and extract 13 teeth out of somebody's fucking skull. While they're unconscious. Pretty awesome. I need to know what which teeth I need um yeah, a map of well, the mouth. Well, I mean cuz yeah. Jackie that, that 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 brings like that brings up a lot of interesting points. Mm-hmm. Okay, first of all is how long is this dentist's fucking lunch break? Right. That you're going to put somebody out Who and is fuck watching off this unconscious patient? For long enough for somebody to extract 13 teeth? Jackie, have you ever had a f- uh, tooth taken out of your head? Um, No. Yes. I've when had, I was a kid. Okay. Yeah. Five teeth I've had extracted yeah. out of my head. Four of them yeah. being wisdom teeth that weren't ready to come out. Right. So they had to cut my gums, expose the teeth, break them, and mm-hmm. then extract them. So, like, that was pretty gnarly. Right. Another one was a molar as well that had to come out. Right. And um, I don't know about you, Jackie, but my roots run deep. Shout mm-hmm. out to uh, KYR nice. Clothing. You know nice. your motherfucking roots? My roots run fucking deep, Jackie. Yeah, a lot of... And, um, um, what's it? Product placement. A lot of, this, lot of, lot of placement. Uh, yeah, a lot of, I mean, come on, guys. We yeah. are for sale. Yeah. We never said that we weren't for sale. Yeah. Um, but the... Like, the weird thing is, is that the amount of, like, precision and um, knowledge and know-how that went mm-hmm. into my teeth extractions. Like, you kind of got to fucking know what you're doing yeah. when you're doing that kind of shit. And in basically, uh, so three different dentist trips, I've had five teeth pulled out. Mm-hmm. And the 
the the the common part was that basically once you like break a tooth and shit, they have to go back in and like pull the like the tip of the root or whatever that like right. broke off out of the thing. Ugh. And one dentist was actually considering sending me to like um like a an like an oral surgeon or whatever. Right. Yeah. You know, but he you know shout out to that guy. He ended up like finding the pieces and pulling them out. Mm-hmm. So like, is she just going for like the easy ones, like right up front? Right. Are these baby teeth? Yeah. Are these? You know what I mean? And um. We need to know more about this because I need it to know a timeline like, yeah, it, of like break in to to the extraction of all the teeth. Like that's thirteen. Plus, we don't you have a statement of the person consuming. that's missing thirteen fucking teeth. Exactly. Yeah, I need to hear from them. I would love to. I bet they're just whistling <laughs> through the whole thing. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> but still, there's um what they're leaving out here is the negligence of the dentist office. Yeah, right? yeah. I um because obviously she was in like an operating room. Maybe somebody walked by and they were like, mm-hmm. "Hey, Laurel, how you doing?" And she's just like, "Oh, she yeah. got her knee on somebody's chest, just fucking yanking teeth out of their head." That's yeah. Awesome. Was she not working there at the time? Like she had already left, or is she no longer working there we're after this, this incident? Like, we're we're gonna stay yeah. on this case mm-hmm. until every rock is turned and we have every little piece of information because there's so much that we're not getting here yeah right i almost feel like she's set up right what if it's like a new dentist mm-hmm. what if this dentist is like you know um maybe not that comfortable with teeth extractions yeah. and he's sitting here and he's like fuck i gotta get a hold of like out of the home girl laurel like yeah. she pulls fucking teeth like nobody's business yeah calls laurel laurel goes in there to do a service for a friend mm-hmm. you know what i mean because like obviously she's so passionate about pulling teeth out of skulls mm-hmm. but on the other side of the fence you know she's also gonna you know help a friend out of a jam right right so she goes over there then maybe like some commotion gets stirred up or something then that young dentist is like ah uh, maybe he doesn't want to come clean and laurel's yeah. like taking the hit she's like no no, no dorian i got this right? yeah this it's so bizarre to me how close this is to um to, to dr gleam i'm not gonna go into details oh because goodness. this will be on uh on television one day but there's a character i created it's true who's a dentist called dr gleam and he has a dental hygienist blanche and they i'm imagining their dynamic is what's uh what's going on here dr gleam i won't tell you his whole backstory because again you'll you'll see it one day but basically um he also hates tooth extractions um or so he says so he says that's his his you can't cover trust up Dickie gleam, man. yeah you cannot bad. yeah dr richard gleam um but but yeah i've had i think i've had one tooth extraction actually don't even know i have not had my wisdom teeth out um and uh but i believe when i was a child i um uh, not i believe this definitely happened i just don't know (laughs) if my tooth was pulled or but um i i must have been like two i basically i swan dived into a bathtub and chipped half of my one of my front teeth out. That's pretty awesome. Yeah, (laughs) yeah. And so I think if I remember the story correctly, I'm sure one of my parents will will tell me if I'm wrong. You had so many concussions and you just like dive into the shallow end of the bathtub. Yeah, that was yeah, that was concussion number one. But I believe we were still living in Squamish at the time and it was like a whole situation where I had to get to a to a dentist that could handle this this kind of dental work i think we either um i think we had to come to vancouver or something like that i'm not remembering the whole story but i know there was an emergency dental procedure (laughs) performed do you oh so you don't remember no because i was so Um, young yeah yeah when i was like six or seven i was playing basketball and it started to rain and i'll always remember kind of like turning a corner 
coming towards the hoop and there was uh, like a crushed up uh, Slurpee cup, mm-hmm. just like a like wax paper cup or whatever on the ground. And uh, like it's been driven over a million times or whatever. It's almost like part of the concrete at this point. But yeah. then obviously once the rain comes, it kind of slips. And yeah. I remember my foot just going onto it and it just slides right out face first into the concrete. Oh. And it smacked uh, my front um, tooth out. And if you actually look at it, mm-hmm. you can see there's a little bit lighter than the other thing. And that happened fucking, I don't know, 24 years ago or some yeah. shit like that, which is pretty crazy. I had one time, a tooth didn't come out, but I chipped it. I was, we were at, um, we used to stay at this cabin on Salt Spring Island every summer uh, for like fucking um, like 13, 15 years, pr- my whole childhood until, uh, until high school. Um, and uh, there was one summer where we all swimming off this dock, it's this beautiful lake, Cushion Lake on Salt Spring Island. Check it out. And um, I, we were all in the water and it was getting late. I think we had to like come inside for like dinner or something like that. And uh, Kelly, he, there is like, um, to get up from the dock, they had that little, you know, wooden ladder yeah, or whatever. Yeah. And Kelly was kind of perched up on the top of it and wouldn't, um, me and Maddie used to come with us every, every year and he wouldn't let us out of the lake. We had to like go under him to like get out, um, like this weird like game. And everyone, everyone did it. It was totally fine. And I fucking refused. I was like, no, get the fuck off the ladder. Like, I'm not going to fucking climb on. You're going to fuck with me. Yeah. And he was like, no, no. And then, like, my mom's, like, calling us, like, you guys, you have to fucking come inside. It's getting dark out. And so, finally, after, like, much protest, I was like, fine. And I get, I start climbing up. And right when my head is underneath him, his feet slip and just smacks my head against the dock and, like, chipped one of my front teeth. Concussion number two, ladies and gentlemen. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, I can't remember how old. I probably was, like, 10, 10, 11, something like that. I'm sure he felt awful about it well, yeah, yeah no sure i mean but, but, I but so no, no he's gonna go like, down in history as kidding me yeah yeah, yeah that's whack. Yeah. it was his fault that that, that this yeah. thing happened right yeah. i mean but that doesn't take away from the fact that mrs laurel ike could be mm-hmm. going to jail on some trumped up charges yeah i also want to know what is the motive here is there a black market for teeth you know i thought that she just had him in like a maraca she was just like going to shows and could you imagine like a skull shaped yeah that'd be cool it's kind of like weird voodoo band or something like that if that's the case then i'm totally into it right but if it's for something like um like not maraca s then um then i'm kind of against it right i'm against this whole thing unless it's for maraca yeah and it and it ties again back into dickie gleam i I I can't I can't tell you guys, you guys I'm so sorry but this it's like the big the big twist with Dickie Gleam what oh, he does Oh you keep bringing it back if you can't fucking the, talk about but it I'm if you're not I the similarities are so astonishing Did you bring up this whole thing so you could somehow no, <laughs> vaguely allude no. to a character that you've <laughs> written that you're it. not going to talk about No I realized it as we were talking about okay. it Okay <laughs> Okay I like the story I mean I'm a fan of it <laughs> Maybe I can tell you guys maybe uh, Jackie, Let's, let's, let's stay on topic. <laughs> <laughs> Act one. But, <laughs> no, um, yeah, I need to know what these teeth were for. I need to know what the patient's status is. I need to know what the fuck this doctor's deal was. The whole thing, like the, yeah. this whole article is bullshit because it's basically just telling you one side of a story mm-hmm. that there is so many parts of just at least from um, the workers in the dental office, the dentist himself, um, arresting officers, and the person that had 13 fucking teeth extracted from their head. We're missing yeah. comment from all of these people. 
did they get like free replacement teeth how fucking upset would you be because no one likes going in for dental work um you finally you know you get in there you're like fuck okay I'm, I'm gonna do this you you have to go unconscious so it was probably whatever they were in for was a pretty significant procedure yeah and you wake up and you're missing 13 teeth and they're like i'm so sorry one of our former employees came in and took 13 of your teeth out without us realizing they I must be getting sued well like I love that they had to confirm 13, right? Like, is it just because, like, 13 teeth are on the floor? Do they know? Because... Well, presumably, she kept the teeth. Well, you have to. You don't remove teeth and just, like, not put them in your pocket. Exactly. It's ridiculous, right? Yeah, she needed them for some reason. I mean, how many times have you just been like, fuck, I'm 13 teeth short of the thing that I want to do? So many times that happens. All the time. I can't remember how many times I've been about to board a flight. You know what I mean? I'm about to order a meal. I'm about to do all of the things that I want to do to get happiness in my life. And I'm just 13 teeth short. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, we're all 13 teeth short of something. I mean, uh, yeah. Some people are missing their marbles. Some people missing 13 teeth. Mm -hmm. Right. And I think this is a tale as old as time, really. And I think that until we get justice for Laurel. Like I'm on the, I'm on the, I'm 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 totally on Laurel's side in this thing. I'm on the patient side. Nah, I think nah. they're the real victim here. Jackie, have you ever heard of karma? There's I mean, no yeah. way. There's no way that he didn't do something mm-hmm. in in some way to deserve this. So you don't just good people don't just have 13 teeth yanked from their head. Yeah. <laughs> Want to talk about karma? Look at uh look up Perez Hilton's hair plugs. <laughs> this is something that I that recently came to my attention. Is Perez the Hilton, the, the, does he's like the, the fucking piece of shit that made a living off of cyberbullying people. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah, but like, yeah. Uh, but like, uh, like, like TMZ, but but with yeah, like an opinion but, or whatever. Yeah, and, uh, like Caddy fucking. Yeah, dude like yeah. all through. That person's still alive. That was in like the yeah, early 2000s. He's still trying to remain relevant. Oh, good. And he has the most horrendous hair plugs I've ever seen in my <laughs> life, and it makes me so happy. You know what's awesome? <laughs> yeah, like when somebody that just makes a living shitting on people, like right? you can't. Like, um, are the new videos with hats on or is dude trying to rock? I, I have no idea. So the reason this came to my attention, this is slightly embarrassing, but uh, so I've uh, I finished the hills and now I've started the hills new beginnings, Jesus which <laughs> um, which uh, they, they came back. So starting it starts in 2019. So it's them. It's like 30 year olds. Oh, now. good. And so it's similar to, to uh, Jersey Shore Family Reunion. Not as good, honestly. If you're going to choose one, go go the Jersey Shore route. That's far superior. But if you finish Jersey Shore, still want to get in on some old school reality TV that comes back in later years, The Hills is, is not so bad. This but, is a music podcast. <laughs> <laughs> but so uh, just quick recap. There is so Misha Barton is on... Uh, uh, Marissa from the OC is on um, the Hills New Beginnings. She died though. I watched Ryan carry her off a baseball field. <laughs> yeah, a baseball field. Was it? I can't remember. It was a highway. Their car got ran off the road by Volchuk. Fucking piece Fucking of shit. Fucking Volchuk. <laughs> <laughs> this is a music podcast, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen. Um. Anyways, she was on the the new. Um. She's on the new <laughs> series. <laughs> and uh, Perez Hilton absolutely was so vicious to her, like back in the day. And so she still Why? has. She was great. Yeah, but he's a piece of shit. He was vicious to like every uh, female celebrity. Really? Pretty much. He Remember was Summer from One Tree terrible. Hill? Terrible. I like Summer from One Tree yeah, Hill. Yeah, Rachel Bilson. Rachel Bilson. Shout yeah, out to Rachel Bilson. Solid, solid. 
But what do you um, think she's up to? Uh, she has a she has a podcast with the with the actress that played Julie on um, on uh, on the OC, and uh, they do uh, rewatch Summers from the OC, not from One Tree Hill. I don't know what the fuck is going on. Um, anyways, this has gone on for far too long already. But Misha Barton was at Perez Hilton came to a party to like apologize to her for being such a dick back in the day and she did not have any of it. It was fucking awesome. Nice. She's like, fuck you forever. Um and he immediately like flipped out. But he has terrible hair plugs and so I was laughing so hard the whole time. You know so the problem is karma. that he still has like thirty two teeth in his head. He could be missing thirteen. Exactly. Oh, yeah. that would be cool. Imagine if he came up and was missing thirteen teeth, if he, if the victim how great would it be if it was Perez Hilton that I got 32 completely teeth extracted in way. Reno? <laughs> I would be completely indifferent either way. But seeing your joy in somebody else's demise would make it worth it. Only because he's like a terrible person. Yeah. I don't, yeah. Is there anybody out there that I think low enough to wish 13 teeth extracted from their head? Um... I don't know. Off the top of my head, 13 teeth is a lot. It's that's a, lot. a lot. Yeah, that's going to affect your, your life. I know a couple people, 5'10", sure, but 13. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know Half I mean? a dozen, whatever. Oh, yeah. You know what but I that's mean? A, 13 is over a dozen. That's a baker's dozen. Is that because the baker wants to have one for themselves? I believe so, oh, Okay, yeah. well, that's cool. Nice. I'm, I'm super into that. Yeah, We're yeah. learning things today. <laughs> this is a music podcast. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, um, my thoughts are with the patient, if it's not Perez Hilton. I hope Laurel uh, turns her life around. I need to know more about this fucking dentist that allowed this to happen I'm under telling his you, watch. It's shady. It's justice for Laurel. I'm saying yeah. that she's yeah, she was a patsy here. She's a scapegoat for some mm. reason, right? There's no, there's not enough information coming from the whole thing. You know what I mean? Innocent until proven <laughs> guilty. Innocent <laughs> until proven guilty. She's been framed, maybe. I don't yeah. know. Until I see um, actual maybe video evidence yeah. or. I guess she did admit it, man. Imagine if it was like a, a Lee Harvey Oswald situation and she is like, this became a huge story. And There she's was a like second puller in there the whole time? Or she's like paraded out in front of everyone at the police station and the dentist comes and shoots her Jack down. Jack Ruby style? Yeah, oh. yeah. <laughs> Somebody's going to have to cover this up, right? Like you you watch. You fucking watch, right? If Lula yeah. goes down. <laughs> Before trial is held, before anything, it's just to keep her quiet, mm -hmm. right? It's to keep the underground, um, you know, teeth factory rings running mm -hmm. at full steam, right? And everybody's just going to disregard this. It's, you know, they're going to sweep it under the rug, mm -hmm. right? Everybody's just going to move past this in a year now. Everybody going to be like, Laurel who? No, fuck that. Yeah. Okay? She's going to be remembered as a mm -hmm. hero and as a pioneer. Yeah. And as a pretty decent amateur dentist. Yeah. And, uh... Oh, and a great Morocco, Morocco player. player. Yeah, great Morocco player. <laughs> 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 yeah, like a full one or like the little eggs? <laughs> I like the eggs because it kind of like you can have them like yeah. for like if they were both skulls and you could be like, ooh, yeah, and do like a yeah. fun thing like that. Yeah. Um, but I'm not opposed to a handled Morocco if it's, uh, you know what I mean? If it's used properly, right? Yeah, exactly. I mean, these it's are weapons, right? So, I mean, just make sure mm -hmm. that when you're going out there and use them, they're, you know, you're just not pointing them at anybody. And, exactly. Um, you know, yeah. And you're, you're just trying Mind to have a good yourself. time. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, Laurel's just looking for some good old-fashioned uh, fiesta fun. 
fuck did a fiesta have anything to do with that? <laughs> they're not. Is that not a at a fiesta? You don't have a have maracas. Well, I mean, yeah, but it's a musical instrument. I mean, you could have maracas and a lot of different things. But yeah, like but I'm just you saying. You could also have a example. fiesta without a maraca. I'm just saying, for example, say sure. she was planning a fiesta and she was like, "Fuck, I have like this maraca." Kate, is it maraca or Morocco? Morocco's the country, right? Yeah, and the guy she from has, Bon Appetit. Yes, yes, she has like the maraca. Morocco just sounds like a water bug. What do you? <laughs> what the fuck are you talking about, Jackie? I'm right. You don't. Anything is a maraca empty. Like anything is an empty maraca. You can have like an empty beer can, and you could be like, "Oh man, this would be a sweet maraca if I had 13 human teeth." Exactly. That was probably her situation. She's like, "I'm throwing this bomb ass fiesta, and I just have these empty maracas." I need a filling. I need ah. to fill a couple Coronas up. Yeah. With couple, you know, maybe I still have my six keys. and one, seven and the other. And yeah. I still have my keys to the dentist's office. No one caught me stealing $23,000 last week. Might as well go back in, pull a couple, pull a couple pearly whites. I could use a couple BBs. I could use yeah. some uncooked rice. You know what I mean? There's yeah. a bunch of different things that I could fill this Morocco with. But, but you're not going to get the same uh, sound. quality of sound. You, you don't yeah. have like the acoustics from 13 human teeth. You can't replicate that. No. You can't replicate that any other way, mm. right? So, I mean, in that sense, then you got to choose the greater good, right? And that is always, you know what I mean, the love of the music, Yeah. right? Like, how committed is she to her sound, mm-hmm. right? That she's going to go as far as extracting 13 teeth yeah. from a human skull, Yeah. you know what I mean, to make that, that, to make that maraca part really shine in the song, right? Yeah. Not a lot of people are leaving a musical performance and going, that maraca, you know, yeah. something about that maraca. What's in that? Exactly, right? But yeah. unless it's a voodoo human teeth filled maraca, is like the only mm. way that you're really going to get that instrument, I think, to shine above like a guitar. Exactly. You know I mean? Unless like it was filled soul. with like ivory, but we don't support that. We don't support ivory. Jackie, Mm-mm. Jesus Christ. I'm just saying, in the olden days, perhaps ivory maracas were a thing. But Laurel doesn't believe in the in that. No, no. She's an Laurel's animal lover. That. Yeah, exactly. She's yeah. about the human ivories. Exactly. You know I, mean? I had this thought legitimately this thought went through my head the other day when i was like what are teeth made of ivory isn't it like human <laughs> hair or like the I same thought shit it was that's like, like fingernails bone? are made of oh i, I thought it was like know. a bone jackie you it's were talking not. to the wrong guy yeah i don't think anything in the i don't think anything we've of. said is factual here so no, far no other than other the, than the, the maraca theory, the maraca theory yeah. obviously that's that's airtight yeah, no, there, mm-hmm. well, I mean, there's there's no other logical explanation to pull yeah. 13 teeth from a human head. Yeah. Other than, you know what I mean, to to She to was really making tacos. Up. She had enchiladas in the oven and burritos. She had all of the, all of the, the, the fixings. She's like, there's so much food. I need 13 more teeth to chew it. <laughs> yeah. I mean. Yeah, she just put them in her. Maybe she was missing 13 teeth. Yo. And she kept asking this dentist. He's like, she's like, please. I need some help, my my brother. I <laughs> I've been working here for like twenty years. Can you please hook me up with like a few teeth? And, and the guy's like, like, "Oh, finally! I thought that you were just walking around like that. <laughs> yeah, like, totally. Like, we could help. We could hook you up today." He was like, "Go fuck yourself, Laurel. You're fired." And so she had no choice but to come back and take the teeth for herself. I mean, not as like I mean, I, I think the Morocco theory I think is just a little it's more grounded a little bit more in reality. Yeah yeah, 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 a little more grounded in reality mm-hmm. and. I, but but, um, we, but, we're not but we can agree away. there was a fiesta involved. Of course. Yeah. Of course. I'm going to go as far as to say maybe even a couple like uh, sizzling quesadilla platters. Yeah. You know yeah. I mean? She had all of the, back, of the all of the, right? sure. all of the, um, the most delicious dishes. If it's not sizzling and steaming, it's not a dilla. Exactly. Well, it's sort of not a quesadilla. It would be like a, like a fajita. It's a fajita. fajita. But yeah. she has both. She has fajitas, 
uh, quesadillas, tacos, burritos, and enchiladas. You know what's awesome is that mm-hmm. those all j- are just the same thing. Just yeah, served just different slightly ways. different, cool. right? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm super into it. I mean, yeah. you can pour sauce on it, bake it, call it a fucking enchilada. I don't care. I love Mexican food. Same. I would love to have been invited to Laurel's Fiesta. I mean, maybe one day. Yeah. Maybe one day. Maybe she's just runs with a circle that like you have to have proof of proof of at least, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Several teeth extraction. I've had yeah. five teeth pulled out of my head. Mm-hmm. Not even close. Yeah. I've never extracted. Not even halfway there. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Well, n- not even that though. Like, I mean, you somebody else has pulled those teeth yourself. out of my head. Yeah, exactly. To gotcha. get on the team. Right. To really be to really ride with those and guys. Extracting a tooth can't be easy. You got to know the technique. Jackie, when this guy yeah. was doing mine, he literally had his fucking knee on my chest and he's like yanking the fucking thing out of my. Oh. It was gnarly. God. And I'm sitting there and basically so like my your your instinct is like somebody's pulling on your face. So your neck is going to go forward. But he's basically like hand on the forehead, <laughs> knee on my chest. Oh, my God. To keep my head from coming forward to yank that fucking tooth. Up. Was your mouth numb? No, Jackie gave me a shot of whiskey and a punch in the dick. Yeah, of course okay. my mouth was numb. <laughs> well, yeah. I don't know. Sometimes this is modern yeah. medicine. <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck are you talking about? I didn't have enough to be put out like our unfortunate yeah. friend here that lost fourteen. Yeah, but yeah. Uh, yeah, he <laughs> shot me up. And a little trick if you're because I I've been in the uh, in the dentist chair a couple times. Mm-hmm. And a little trick is that uh, when they put the numbing shit in there and then they ask if you feel it, always say yes. Right. Because it doesn't cost more for you to give like another fucking Novocaine shot. Just always say yes, because. You might need it later. You know what I mean? Yeah. Oh, I hate it. I've, yeah, I've had a couple dental procedures where I had to get my, my mouth numbed. I fucking, I hate it so a much. A needle in the mouth sucks. It's ter- I had to it's fucking, growth. when I got my, uh, when I was like 13, I got my first, my front four teeth. Uh, they're basically like veneers because I had gaps in my teeth and I was oh. very uh, self-conscious about it. Gross. And I had to get, um a shot right at the vein that's like mm, oh, nice. oh, it was so gnarly yeah. oh it was so bad i haven't had like any uh like serious dental work done in a in a, in a while mm-hmm. but uh, that probably only means that i'm due oh yeah I, well i haven't i still haven't got my wisdom teeth taken out i yeah anyways we don't have to go into our dental history jackie this is 32 <laughs> minutes into a music <laughs> podcast about an album that you brought in <laughs> yeah let's move on to the album um so we're doing awaken my love by childish gambino like i said it's good this is uh the third studio album by childish gambino of course uh, i'm sure most of you know for those who don't uh it's donald glover the uh actor slash comedian nice um this was released december 2nd 2016 um, and it's a huge departure from his earlier albums, which were predominantly, they were pretty much, they were, they were hip hop. There were some like songs on them where you can kind of, he kind of like sings a bit, like they're still a bit different, but they're, they're hip hop albums. Like mm-hmm. you can't really argue that. But this one, it's like this blend of like funk and like jazz and soul and like sort of psychedelic and R&B. Like it's a whole bunch of shit. There's a lot of shit going on. on yeah. Here. And so he, um, he debuted the album at a at a concert of uh, in uh in joshua tree i think it was from like um september 3rd to 5th the year that he released it uh so it came out in december but he premiered it at this concert where he just played it in its entirety um and it was met with like pretty much all positive reviews sure. which is like a little bit 
surprising considering how much different it is and how shocking it was. Yeah, for but this when to you're like listening to this him. album, like the mm-hmm. the only problem that I had with it is that I was, you know what I mean? Again, same with the COVID or whatever, right? Like the, this album should be heard. I think it would be better live, mm-hmm. like as a live album. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like this whole band, like the there's so many things going on on this record. And I think yeah, you take so many chances that yeah. it would really showcase how great you know what i mean this this entire band would be or whatever if yeah. if that was what he was going for right or you so need i don't to know like if um if the rec- like if he put the record together kind of himself without you know what i mean the mix of like um you know like a say say a set six or seven musicians or whatever mm-hmm. it was going to do the whole thing so like obviously that wasn't the case but it stands like it, i didn't know who like child childish gambino really was or like i mean obviously know who he is but listen mm-hmm. to it listening to his music this could be yeah you know what I mean? Anybody, right? Completely out of left field, and uh, yeah, and you know. like you can't like deny the quality, obviously. But it was such, it was so Fucking like shockingly different. I remember the first single was the the first song on the album, "Me and Your Mama." It was real good. And I remember the single being released. I was living on the island at the time, and being like, "Holy shit!" Like a new childish Gambino single. It had been like a, a couple years. Yeah. And I, I remember I was, like, on my way out somewhere, but I, like, stayed to, like, listen to it. I remember just, like, sitting on my bed and being, like, holy shit, I was not expecting this. I, and it was just, yeah. like, yeah. I had and the same experience listening to it this morning because, yeah. like, I mean, you know, I didn't do the homework fast enough, right? But I knew mm-hmm. that we were going to do the episode, so I got to get into this thing. And um, mm-hmm. not what I was expecting. Yeah. Not, and it, it, it was, I, I was excited, too, because I stopped it. And I put it back and I played it again and I actually mm-hmm. like read the lyrics and kind of got like an idea for, mm-hmm. you know, kind of what they were what they were saying and shit, which was. Yeah. A lot of stuff going on. In here. But um, yeah, so we kind of it like kind of transformed him from this like comedian slash like hip hop artist who was he was definitely respected, but still like kind of goofy. Yeah. Um, but this now suddenly he's like this prince like artist that can do a variety of genres very well there's voices on this that don't even sound like him you know what i mean like he's kind of capable of going in a few different things and i think for better or worse right i'm not saying everything on this hit for me Mm -hmm. but there was enough good to so much yeah to to stand back and kind of go like yeah there's like this this album definitely would, would stand alone i'm sure in his catalog yeah and like it just turned him into this, it into a new like level of of artistry mm-hmm. that you would never have expected from him. And now people like he's like this sort of like enigmatic character now that people that he's very private and like just uh, and so respected from like e- everyone. Mm-hmm. Pretty much everyone fucking loves this guy. Like he's like a modern Renaissance man. Like he can do fucking anything. Get off his dick. <laughs> <laughs> but um, yeah, so his first two albums, he had two studio albums before this uh, and a couple EPs as well, but two studio albums okay. that were uh, hip hop. And um, Any I. Any notable like standout like hits yeah, that I might have heard? Uh, like three, other than like This Is America, I don't really know a whole lot of this dude's music. Yeah, there's. Um, 3000 and 3005 3008 something if you heard it you would probably recognize it he has yeah a couple um a couple uh singles that he did actually very well because the internet was a huge success that came out in 2013 he's troy from community i'm sure like a lot of that kind of came you know what i mean you put a record i'm sure a lot of people are just going to check it out Yeah. yeah and um i always really liked him because you know i was a fan of his of his him as a comedian and i like he has a very uh recognizable and unique voice as a hip-hop artist and some of his lyrics are so fucking hilarious yeah like um i wrote down some of my favorites 
<laughs> Spit down I've bars, seen, Jackie. I've seen it all like I'm John Mayer's penis hole. <laughs> John Mayer's penis hole is eating a bunch of shit. Yeah. Um, an elephant never forgets, so my dick remembers everything. <laughs> That's dope. Yeah. That's dope. Um, use a fake fuck like a flashlight. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. Okay. Um, <laughs> e.e. coming on her face. Now that's poetry in motion. <laughs> love it right yeah i'm not opposed like, to any of this so stuff. fucking funny in his in his lyrics his yeah lyrical content fucking 10 out of 10 yeah. i recommend going back and and listening to his first two albums it's okay. nothing like this but um solid i like it but um yeah so like as i was saying since obviously this was such um such a different route route for him to sort of go down i'm wondering if like do you think it kind of um it harms your career as a comedian if you suddenly become like a serious artist and not like as an actor because comedians do that all the time without any problem but to like produce like content like he does that is like so um so serious do you think that that has harmed him as a comedian because it's hard to like see him now like to see him do stand-up and yeah. for him to sort of like have these two different personas now to see him you know i think so come yeah. on stage and do dick jokes totally it's a little no, jarring yeah i yeah. think that like that's a i mean the the trajectory of like his career specifically i mm-hmm. think is it's going to be hard for you to go and reverse and do something childish or whatever mm-hmm. right like which i'm sure um he's obviously capable of doing yeah. but like if the if the evolution of the man and the artist or whatever is kind of going in that direction, then mm-hmm. might it hurt your comedy for sure. But um, it is that a reason to really give a shit if like you're clearly going, yeah, you know what I mean, like somewhere else in that direction? If he was like a regular comedian that didn't have all the, you know, other like talents, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Pretty multifaceted artist here that yeah. is capable of acting, probably capable of doing very serious shit as well. And yeah. probably, you know what I mean? Capable of doing funk and soul and fucking jazz and all kinds of different fucking shit takes a shitty stab at a reggae fucking thing in here whatever that made me laugh and the song mm-hmm. was still kind of cool yeah um the uh it was just the accents that kind of they got me but mm-hmm. um this dude is kind of got so, many, so for like a like a regular comedian i think a lot of them do suffer when um like uh a lot of people that you kind of see on the fringe will promote their comedy and at the same time mm-hmm. they're like uh lately i think political beliefs Mm-hmm. Like that's been really fucking uh, yeah. a real clear indicator of where somebody is as a person and where they draw the line in the sand. Yeah. And uh, unfortunately, when that comes off there, either you're on my side or you're an idiot kind of attitude comes right. with it. And yeah. I think that's detrimental to your comedy because you're going to split an audience in half. Yeah. If you were capable of selling tickets to both sides of the fence and kind of bringing everybody into the fold, mm-hmm. then um, I think as a like that's probably in the pocket that you would want to stay. Yeah, you know what I mean? Unless. Yeah. You kind of go so far, you know, in one direction or whatever that you're like fucking, mm-hmm. you know, Sam Tripoli and everybody has to have a tinfoil hat in the fucking yeah. audience or whatever. Like that's the if that's the community that you're building, yeah. fine. But if if not and you just kind of got sucked into it, then I think it'd be extremely detrimental yeah. to a career in comedy for sure. Yeah, I guess it depends on what your goals are. And like his trajectory trajectory is clearly like so um, he has so much uh, so much to give. 
Um, and so maybe like an it's elephant not trunk as, worth a dick, apparently. Yeah, <laughs> and so maybe it's not as important for him to to keep doing stand up when he has like this inside of him, you know. And um, I think a lot of stand ups want to be rock stars. A lot of rock stars want to be stand ups and shit like that. If you could fucking have the ability to do both, to do like both, yeah, yeah, I would. And I'd like seeing him, I like I haven't seen him live, but I've seen like you know videos of sure, him live yeah. and stuff like that. And like it's you know in. in his performances it's not just like him on stage singing it's like a whole fucking experience like he clearly you know it has so much going on in his mind and so you know maybe it's like he's like fuck it like i don't stand up isn't doing it for me anymore when i have this to totally express. and i mean i yeah. bet when like as a young stand-up and probably being so famous with like community and shit like that mm -hmm. he probably wasn't even getting the respect amongst the peers in a stand-up community or whatever yeah. you know what i mean you're probably just here because of your other credits and blah 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 right yeah. it'd be pretty easy for him to to say fuck it and do anything else because mm -hmm. it, i never saw him like in that like stand-up circle or like you know mm -hmm. that this is like the thing that he does i I've, I've seen clips of him like an actual special or whatever that he has like in a theater and stuff like yeah, that but I've he never, has um, like i didn't know him as like a, as a stand-up comic yeah. until i saw like a special of his or whatever right which is kind of weird but yeah he has that special i think it's called weirdo or something that's on netflix um yeah. that's like it's pretty good i never um i've watched it a couple times and uh, it never really stuck with me that much. It seemed kind of juvenile yeah. and silly. He's like laughing through a lot of fart exactly, jokes and but stuff I like think that, he which was, was pretty fine. Young, but yeah. yeah, exactly, right? But he, and, uh, and that's the other thing. That's kind of that a clear indicator of like uh, from that stuff to where exactly, this is. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's, and the trajectory of shit. Same with like, with like This Is America and all that stuff. Exactly. You know what like I mean? If that's the direction. Person, fuck yeah. yeah, right? And like that's the other thing is that he was so young when he started. He got his first writing job on 30 Rock. I believe he was still in university. He was no at shit. NYU. Um, when he first got um, he yeah, a job on 30 Rock. On oh, 30 Rock. Like yeah. he was so, he's been consistently exceptional yeah. at everything he yeah. does. Um, but uh, but yeah, kind of to, to backtrack a little bit, because I was going to ask you this first. What are, just what were your, your general like thoughts on the album? Immediately when you saw, um, with the first track, I was like, holy shit. Mm -hmm. There's a lot of, the only thing about this album that I really don't dig is that there's a lot of kind of jarring genre shifts, mm -hmm. not just from song to song, but within the song. Mm -hmm. I think um, I took some fucking notes here. I apologize, but mm -hmm. just because I couldn't, um, there was no way that I was going to remember what was going on. Mm -hmm. But there is one song in particular. Um, can I get some love, right? The second song on the album, right? Mm -hmm. Like, basically, like, it's so fucking good. There's a lot of kind of going on in that. Um, yeah, it kind of has, like, a funkadelic vibe to yeah, it. Yeah, it totally does, right? Yeah. But the bridge in the song is, like, mm -hmm. a completely different. Like, yeah. it, it kind of goes from something, like, a little bit more, like, mm -hmm. funky and soulful or whatever to something way psychedelic and shit. So there's mm -hmm. a couple of those jarring shifts in there that, like, musically, I'm like, this is, might be, like, a little bit too much. And a lot of um, a lot of times the song might be over at three and a half minutes and it mm -hmm. goes to 550. And you know how that kind of gets me or whatever it's yeah, like a, lo yeah. a lot of um a lot of noodling around and and you know that it, to me that just sounds like a long fade out mm -hmm. you know what i mean at the end yeah, of a song yeah. you kind of said everything that you have to say so there was a so it took maybe 20 minutes longer than it had to mm -hmm. to get through the end i think but um it yeah. is a pretty short album still it's like oh, 45 minutes yeah yeah, yeah, yeah totally yeah. maybe not 20 uh, yeah but maybe yeah. you know what i mean fucking let's say 10 or whatever right yeah. but still the um the the tone and the vibe and all of that shit or whatever that that, that he's going for like i'm not the target audience so like mm -hmm. my critiques of you know sonically how <laughs> i like to sound yeah, yeah. null and void don't mean anything because um 
for somebody to have the balls to venture away f- from like a hip hop career and do basically everything under under the sun. Mm-hmm. Like you could really, there's um, you know what I mean. Everything from like hand claps and like almost like soulful like mm-hmm. church choir shit. Yeah, to yeah, yeah. You know, all the way to the end of like psychedelia and stuff, mm-hmm. right? So there was there's a lot of swings on here. My only critique. The only thing that I don't like about this album really is that I wish that it ended with the same oomph that it kind of began with. Right. I think the last yeah. like three or four songs on the record kind of like taper down, mm-hmm. which um, which is the vibe, which is which is totally cool. But mm-hmm. after it opens so strong, I want it to kind of stay at that tempo and that level like all the way through, mm-hmm. because then I would like I, I'd put it on at parties or something. I'd be like, this is like you know what I mean. This would be like cool mm-hmm. background music or whatever that yeah. people would assume that. I'm more well diverse in music than I am. <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah. yeah, check this shit out. I do um, think it is an album that you can kind of put on just to like, chill too. I totally would. Yeah, yeah, yeah. definitely, definitely. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it's it's weird, right? Because my like an album like this, I think, would grow on me over time. Yeah. But having the, to do the homework or whatever to do this episode, you're really focusing in on it. Yeah, and, yeah. Um, you're kind of de- depriving yourself of that. Um, the time to the, the well like just like the natural yeah um you know way that you kind of hear a song and it would get catchy if you probably played this for me in the car or something like that then yeah there'd be some bangers on and i'd be like what the fuck is this especially that first track when he started when he comes in mm-hmm. maybe two minute lead up or whatever until he actually so starts singing but once he just oh, that so shit is that, that's really fucking cool yeah, i was yeah. expecting a hip-hop album you told me it was gonna be a little bit different right mm-hmm. but i was fucking i was laying in bed this morning like oh okay well better fucking mm-hmm. better do this thing maybe maybe expecting what i was expecting or something probably mm-hmm. under playing it in my head or just expecting maybe not to like it as much as i did mm-hmm. it was a fucking cool um you know what i mean yeah left turn yeah yeah no it was super unexpected and yeah that that said like i i listened to it probably like the day that it came out and i like have consistently listened to it since then so definitely obviously it's been like you know almost five years so so yeah different than just hearing it for your first time for sure yeah yeah, exactly but it it has like an evergreen feel to it Mm -hmm. there's nothing that i i I was listening to here that was like oh that's like a you know what i mean that's a Mm -hmm. pocket of this time or whatever this fucking record could have been made in the yeah 90s and 80s or whatever you know what i mean there's a lot of stuff on there that i think is like evergreen and tried and true yeah like it was like i was like i don't know a whole lot about funk and soul and all mm-hmm. that other stuff but it, like, it, like it 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 felt right it didn't feel like out of place or jarring for me yeah you know what i mean and uh, except for some of the like some of the synth stuff right. might have been like a little bit too there was one where like um uh there's a synth i think on like the third like on the boogeyman track or whatever that basically mm-hmm. just kind of sounds like a shitty harmonica solo right <laughs> you know what I mean? so there's like a few yeah 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 <coughs> excuse me there's a few things there where I was kind of like, you know, just giggling to myself a little bit, but I'm just like, I'm listening to it being over analytical be- right. to do this episode, right? So, right. I mean, that's not a critique in any way. Yeah, I would definitely recommend listening to it with like a like good speakers or like good headphones because there's yeah. so much going on oh, like yeah. musically. Like even like when I was just listening to it today, um, I was even like hearing shit that I had like not heard before in uh, in some of the songs. You probably listen with a more critical ear, right? But when you yeah. get into it, like I mean, I would like to, yeah. Now that you go to the record here, like I'd really like to like take a look at liner notes and see like yeah, you know what yeah. I mean, how many musicians were here, like where I'd like to probably know like the like the story behind the record. Maybe mm-hmm. it was you know with a producer and a group of this and that or whatever. Because mm-hmm. if he as uh, just as an artist walked in there and they were like, "What do you want to make?" and he's like, "Fucking everything." Yeah. Well, he wrote like, all the songs. It really, yeah, yeah. It really fucking, you know, 
took you, you know, it took a journey, right? Yeah. Really did. And, yeah. And um, I think it was a like an ambitious swing and it fucking knocked it out of the park, kind of. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Well, speaking of, you brought up uh, Boogeyman. Yeah. Um, and so, I mean, the, the, the lyrical content of this song is very, um, uh, very politically charged. It's yeah, basically it's a about funky fuck the police. Yeah, yeah. It it's like <laughs> basically about like how the culture in America, uh, I would say probably just North America, not just the states, just mm-hmm. breeds um, like racial fear mm-hmm. and particularly towards Black people. How they're just like framed as like evil and dangerous. Yeah, but um, obviously, like we can't really speak to that because we're white as fuck. White, white, and um, fuck, and it would probably be offensive to try. So I want to, yeah. So I want to know uh, your opinions on the the myth of the boogeyman. Is this something? <laughs> is this something that you believed in as a kid, <laughs> or or something you still you still think of Did you now? Just sidestep around racism. With the boogeyman? <laughs> That's what you get on this show. We're yeah. not afraid to tackle the topics. <laughs> um. Yeah, the like, well, the idea of like the boogeyman or something in the closet or something under the bed or whatever, like for sure. Yeah, I'm yeah. a very overactive mind and imagination. Mm-hmm. So, like, a hundred percent. But did you ever see the movie Little Monsters? I don't think so, no. Jackie. <laughs> Little Monsters is a fantastic okay. film from the 90s that Howie Mandel is dressed up like a blue uh, monster. Okay. And he takes the kid under and looks like, you know what I mean, kind of explore the mm-hmm. the, the, the the world under the bed. Mm-hmm. And um, so from like a very young age, my brain was really like weird in the sense that like I wasn't afraid of like the monsters or like the things that go bump in the night because mm-hmm. I always felt that I was like bad badass enough that we get along. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? It's the weirdest fucking thing, but seeing like um, as a kid, I was rooted for bad guys in the movies. Right. I always, uh, you know what I mean? Kind of had like had a, like an affiliate, had a, some kind of feeling that uh, I could, you know, that I, that I was okay with these people. They're just misunderstood characters or whatever mm-hmm. the case, right? Like obviously, you know what I mean? For, I was also just being a shitty kid too, right, you know, kind yeah. of just like wanting to be like contrarian or whatever. But um, like when I saw like American Werewolf in London, I remember thinking like that would be so cool. <laughs> Not watching the, you know what I mean? The, like the crazy transformation take place and mm-hmm. thinking about like the pain and the agony that the person is going through. I'm just like fucking werewolves are dope. Right. right? Yeah. So the things that like, and then that movie little monsters put like a face you know what I mean? It personified the boogeyman to mm-hmm. Howie Mandel. Right. So, like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I would like almost kind of like, I wish that they would like take me away or whatever that I could like, you know, just be like, right. Yeah. Cool amongst the monsters, like chilling yeah. and shit with like Bigfoot and stuff. Cause like, that's my, you know, you know, my affinity for, yeah. Yeah. For the feet. <laughs> but, um, yeah. Yeah. Like they definitely, but like I've like romanticized him as my, more of like a possible friend. Than yeah. Something that I was ever afraid of. <laughs> yeah. I was so terrified. I don't think I was ever specifically, maybe when I was really young, I would say the boogie monster, but just of like think of uh, creatures or people like hiding in my room when I was like asleep always until I was like pretty old um i would always like check under my bed before i went to sleep i would always fuck when i was um like in elementary school i took the doors off of my closet because i didn't like 
not knowing what was behind them that and they stayed totally they stayed off until just like this last year when <laughs> my mom repainted the room she's like we need to get doors for your closet and i was like no we don't <laughs> and she's like you don't even live here anymore i was like the doors stay off <laughs> <laughs> that makes perfect sense to me though yeah, right? because yeah. like watching like violent movies from a very young age i remember like anything else that was like fantasy or whatever was fun i'm more terrified of people and like, right. what a person is capable of yeah right? so, like, yeah that, that, was, that is yeah. something that I totally get, right? Like, what yeah. is that time? Remember Dennis the Menace? Of course. Remember the hobo or whatever? He's, like, making mm-hmm. beans and shit on the fire. And yeah, they, yeah, they yeah. Make, they, the, the, the makeup on that guy or whatever, mm-hmm. like, that was that was the personification of evil to yeah. me when I was, like, a small child. Yeah, right? yeah. So I was always afraid of, like, being, you know what I mean, like, <laughs> kidnapped and, like, raped and molested or whatever yeah. by a person. Same. Never, never gave a shit about, yeah. you know, like, the boogeyman's going to be the homie. Right, like if anything, right. he's got my back. Yeah, yeah, you know I can I mean? see that. Yeah, that it's divide. It's fucking Dave there. down the street that we got to keep an eye on. Yeah, yeah, right. I was terrified of that shit too. Up, I would say probably until like middle school, I would be, because I've always had um had problems falling asleep because my my brain just like keeps going. So it takes oh, one me and the same. Yeah, it takes sure, me hours too. to get to sleep. And mm-hmm. so as a kid, I would just like freak myself out. Yeah, and um, would yeah have to like go up to my parents' room, wake them up late at night, tell them I heard strange noises, and they'd be like, "Fucking, you're 13." <laughs> just like set yourself up for a cry wolf situation. Yeah, and then one yeah. time he was there. Yeah, yeah, but um, but yeah, I don't remember any like. Sp- specifically being afraid of the boogie monster i feel like now i would be uh i would be cool i'll be cool with with the boogeyman Hell i feel yeah. like he'd be yeah he, i feel like he's like chilling with um he's probably this is a uh, like propaganda that parents use to like scare their children into be- behaving yeah and totally. so they're just like dragging his name through the mud uh totally. as a Satan tool gets for a bad fear fucking rap too like mm-hmm. all of these yeah all of these like figures or whatever right you've mm-hmm. only heard them do like them being bad and shit like that mm-hmm. when really you know what i mean the 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 real oppression that you're facing is in the own household right look at your rulers look at the people mm-hmm. that are making the rules and that is your oppressor exactly not the homie you know what i mean from down under right mm-hmm. you know what i mean bridge trolls boogeymans satans you know what yeah. i mean everything that i've heard about them is they're just like bridge trolls what are they doing Drinking grog and shit, hanging out, having a little bonfire, partying. I chilling. feel like I'd get along with the bridge trolls. Hell yeah. I'd like to to hang with them. Totally right. Yeah. Satan, what's Satan doing? Partying nonstop. Fuck right. Yeah. He's taking only the coolest people. Mm-hmm. Right. Um. Yeah. So the boogeyman, maybe like if he's if he's under the bed, maybe if it was like an Ant Man, maybe kind he's of just looking for like a warm place yourself. to sleep. It's probably just like, oh maybe yeah. just like a homeless like yeah. If the boogeyman was just like a homeless version of like a paranormal entity. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He's just like guys, like I'm not out there. I'm not. I'm not like the Chicago Mothman out there, fucking flying around like doing crazy shit or whatever. Like mm-hmm. I'm actually more of like a homebody. Yeah. Right. So maybe he's just looking. Yeah. I'm. I'm. I'm into that. I'm into that. Yeah. Yeah. I hope that he could like a- shrink down and then like you know what I mean, like credit create their own little. Oh yeah. Yeah. Or maybe like, like fucking, portals. Yeah. Or um, he comes like, in through the vents or something. Because I mean the what's logistics. The show that we wrote. Same thing. We we wrote it. We wrote a show about boogie monsters. Oh yeah 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 yeah. <laughs> Probably shouldn't talk about because I think they're still. Are they still pitching it? I think so. Uh, we won't. Yeah. <laughs> There's a lot of stuff we can't talk about. We're pretty important <laughs> yeah, here. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> um, signed something. Uh, but yeah yeah exactly yeah. like friendly friendly monsters. Totally. Because uh yeah logistically speaking I've never thought about this but how would the boogie man get inside a house undetected like there's got to be some paranormal shit happening there either it's like a portal situation yeah. or you could shrink down to like a tiny like little person because under the bed 
There's not enough fucking room over there for me to hang out. I'm six foot three, fucking 200 pounds, right? Yeah. There's not a way that I can hang out and have any fun under a regular bed. Yeah. But had if I could like Ant-Man shrink down into the thing, then like there's like whole worlds that you could have depending on how far you you know shrink yourself down to, right? Yeah. So if that was the case, or maybe like some kind of portal situation, but I feel like either way, you would have to be like small. Mm-hmm. Unless like you like reached a hand out, you know, mm-hmm. to like high five or like finger butt. Yeah. The yeah. only way. Yeah. Consenting only, right? Of course. Boogie, of course. He's not, I mean, I'm oh. always asking for it. Yeah. Yeah. Always. Yeah. Boogie, boogie wants are always, boogie man always asks for consent. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Right? So yeah. that's why, that's what the high five's for. Yeah. And then it's like open, open season. Exactly. Button. Yeah. That's it. the, yeah. Did I say two fingers? Make it three. Yeah. <laughs> Triple it. <laughs> <laughs> but, but yeah, the assumption also is that there's always, there's no stuff under the bed too. Cause I feel like the main thing that made me stop checking under the bed was that i accumulated a lot of things that oh, I you look under, under my bed my bed storage space there's exactly yeah, yeah my my bed now as an adult i there's no such thing as a clear a clear space under the bed the fuck, yeah, no one's hanging crazy? out down there like, yeah, yeah like you you look into someone i bet the person that has a clean under the bed same kind of person that would set up you know what I mean? Like a young Laurel Ike. You know what I mean? Exactly. In, uh, in, in some kind of like teeth conspiracy thing. It all she comes might not back even have to this of. dentist. Always comes back. It all comes back to the teeth, Jackie. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That was awesome. Yeah. Well, uh, any, uh, <laughs> any, we can, I had one more question, but I feel like we can wrap it up. It's not really, uh, yeah, yeah we're at the hour. Yeah. yeah. Let's have a plan. Yeah. So any, uh, any final thoughts on the final thoughts? This is cool. This is cool. Right? I didn't, um, really know what to expect. And I was very fucking pleasantly, uh, surprised that mm-hmm. somebody that I knew in the, you know what I mean? In the, in the fucking sphere here or whatever mm-hmm. was capable of doing something that was so different mm-hmm. for anything that I'd seen before. So it was very eye opening. It made me kind of, um, you know, look at the dude with a little bit of, uh, you know, mean more respect or whatever. Obviously you've never had a problem with the guy or whatever, but there's like, this is going to make me go like, Hey, there's, there's something special about that cat for mm-hmm. sure. Um, open my eyes up and I would like to get into maybe a little bit more funk and a little bit more soul music. If anybody has any recommendations for me, fucking let me know. Cause I would mm-hmm. definitely be into that. The vibe was right. And, um, you know, try something new, put something in your butt. Yeah. That's what it's all about. There you go. I'm glad you liked it. Yeah, I wasn't sure. Actually, if you were yeah. There, to, I mean, yeah. obviously there was, there were some highs and lows for you, but I'm not going to sit here and fucking say, you know, what specifically I didn't like about what track. Cause yeah. Um, well you like, you know, my sensibility. So as you yeah. get, more into the record as it kind of starts to taper off is when it started to lose me a little bit especially because mm-hmm. i'm reading the lyrics and i'm really like you know i'm really invested in mm-hmm. listening to the thing so i kind of wanted it to to stay at that same right. um you know uh, hype momentum because the drums at the beginning his voice that mm-hmm. uh, hey you know what i mean really fucking going yeah, for it yeah. and then kind of ending with the with the somber love songs it's the natural progression which is the way yeah. he, that's the way he should have done it if it was the other way around i probably would have thought the record sucked i would have yeah. been like man the end of that album has some really good shit on it yeah but putting it together the way that they did um really kind of kept me holding on through and the strength of the earlier stuff mm-hmm. um kind of made me continue to listen because i'm like hey there's gotta be something in here yeah and that being said the songs i didn't really dig were still actually pretty beautiful love songs so yeah and did you there's there were no there was no like um like auto-tuning or anything because his voice sounds so different on some of the different songs it's just him singing differently like there's no there's no manipulation of his there's one fucking song here what is it i i okay so here okay so a couple like thoughts um, Boogeyman being like the funky fuck the police or whatever, mm-hmm. which was great. I love a good metaphor like that. Yeah. Zombies, the next track, 
bullshit metaphor doesn't hit like, maybe like it's fine but it's yeah. not like because <laughs> fucking boogeyman was so sure. good yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> i'm like this is dope i'm like oh zombies this is gonna be a cool metaphor yeah. as well you know what i mean but it's still like um like a sexy like r&b song and mm-hmm. shit so super into that and that's the one that has the um the shitty space harmonica yeah, or whatever yeah at yeah. the end which is definitely really good yeah, yeah. but um like riot that like dance jam with the 70s vibe or whatever yeah. so goddamn dope red bone oh um, yeah that was i think that's the, the biggest uh hit from this album was that red single bone. for yeah. That, yeah, makes the first single sense. was the first track but red bone was like the biggest single when he's like it, uh yeah. yeah it's too late but peanut butter chocolate cake with kool-aid i was yeah, like there's some, there's some dope it. lyrics yeah. on here that peanut i was like really fucking <laughs> i remember like <laughs> thinking about that for so long being like what does he even mean i don't know but i love it the um <laughs> oh yeah okay so the like the the weird jarring part was um on uh, the song called california yeah Super i was gonna bring it. that one there up. Yeah, was yeah. uh it's it's really cool the vibe on it is yeah. is, is is right but mm-hmm singing one way in the chorus and one way in the mm-hmm. verses that are so fucking different and like the reggae doesn't really like kind of hit but sure, the song yeah. makes a lot of sense right like yeah, she's yeah. gonna move to california she must be out of her fucking mind you know yeah, what i mean right yeah, so like the yeah. lyrical content you know you know johnny likes lyrics right yeah, so yeah. you know what i mean like and then it, and then it just it fucking stayed like the whole way right but terrified mm-hmm. baby boy um and then the the instrumental right before the final track or mm-hmm. whatever i'd say the last four kind of didn't like hold me mm-hmm. there but I'm not a music authority, and my opinion doesn't fucking matter. Yeah. So listen I to this I love album. that instrumental track. It was dope. Personally. Yeah, yeah. Dope. That's, uh, yeah, Gary Clark Jr. Talented artist as well. GCJ. Anyways, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. That's, uh, that about sums it up. Yeah. Fuck yeah. That's yeah, it. All right. yeah. Yeah. Try something new, people. Yeah. Put it in your butt. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>